Another French magician, a few years older than Levi, was Pierre Vintras, who announced that he was the reincarnation of Elijah with a mission to prepare the way for Christ's coming in glory. He founded a mysterious sect called the Work of Mercy, which prided itself on a large collection of communion wafers miraculously marked with blood. Levi examined the marks on three of these bloody hosts and diagnosed them as devilish. The first was the sinister, sinister sign of the reverse pentagram, a five-pointed star with two points upwards, which is a symbol of Satan, the two upper points representing the horns of the sabbatic goat. It is the goat of lust attacking the heavens with its horn. It is a sign execrated by initiates of a superior rank, even at the Sabbath. The second was a reverse caduceus with the heads and tails of the intertwined snakes pointing outwards instead of inwards. And above the snake's heads was a V like all reverse symbols and symbols of two. These are emblems of evil. The third host was marked with the Hebrew letters of Jehovah upside down. This is again a symbol of the devil, signifying the reversal of the right order of things. Fatality alone exists. God and the spirit are not. Matter is all, and spirit is only a fiction of this matter demented. When Vintress died in 1875, the leadership of the work of mercy passed to a defraud Catholic priest, the Abbe Boulan, and this set the stage for the great battle of bewitchment of the 1880s and 90s. Boulan was born in 1824. After he had taken orders, he became the spiritual director of a nun called Adèle Chevalier, who heard supernatural voices and claimed to have been miraculously healed of a disease by the Virgin Mary. Boulan and Adèle Chevalier became lovers. In 1859, they founded the Society for the Reparation of Souls, which in spite of its high-sounding name, was devoted to sex magic and on at least one occasion to ritual murder. On December 8, 1860, Boulin ceremoniously sacrificed a child born to him by Adèle Chevalier as the high point of a mass. Boulin, who had a pentagram tattooed at the corner of his left eye, the left side being the side of evil, and celebrated mass in vestments on which an inverted crucifix was embroidered, specialized in exorcism, the casting out of evil spirits. He recommended consecrated hosts mixed with feces, which as a fertilizer contains powerful life energy, as a cure for nuns who complained that they were tormented by devils. He also taught them how to hypnotize themselves into thinking that they were copulating with Christ and the saints and how to enjoy sexual intercourse with his own astral body. In 1875, Boulin announced that he was a reincarnation of John the Baptist and the new leader of the work of mercy. Some members of the sect refused to accept him, but he gathered a group of followers around him at Lyon. Late in 1886, they were visited by the young Marquis Stanislas de Guaita, a morphine addict who later founded the Kabbalistic Order of the Rose Cross in Paris. Guaita had read Eliphas Levy the year before and was enthusiastically immersed in the study and practice of magic. 
He stayed two weeks at Lyon and came away disgusted. Boulin believed that humanity's path to God lay through the sex act. He encouraged intercourse with supernatural beings and with other mortals, and the group performed ceremonious unions of life or ritual copulations. Goeta said that the practical results of Boulin's teaching was unlimited promiscuity with adultery, incest, bestiality, and masturbation, practiced as solemn acts of worship. A month later, a follower of Boulin's called Oswald Worth also left Lyon in disgust. Goeta and Worth joined forces. In May 1887, they wrote to Boulin announcing that they had judged him and had condemned him. They explained afterwards that all they meant by this was that they would show him up in public as a scoundrel. But Boulin was convinced, perhaps rightly, that they intended to kill him by black magic. He took the necessary measures to defend himself, and the great battle of be bewitchment began. The story of this magical contest is irresistibly comic now, but it was not at all humorous for those who were involved in it at the time. It is not clear whether the Goeta faction were actually casting spells against Boulin at all, but Boulin was convinced of it and in terror of his life, launched appalling anathemas, conjurations and incantations against the foe. He was assisted by his housekeeper, Julie Thibault, who was clairvoyant. One of Boulin's supporters, Jules Bois, described the scene at Lyon, said that Boulin asked Jules Thibault, Julie Thibault, if she could discern what the workers of iniquity were doing. She said they were putting a portrait of Boulin into a coffin to kill him by imitative magic. Next, she announced that they were saying a black mass against him. Boulan retaliated with a ceremony called the Sacrifice of Glory of Melchizedek, in which the feminine rite allied to the masculine rite. Red wine mingled with white, created a victorious ferment, by which the impious altars were overthrown and the hierophants of Satanism struck dead. Unfortunately, it turned out that, that the Satanic hierophants had only been temporarily discommoded, as on a later occasion, mysterious thumping noises, like the blows of a fist on flesh, were heard. Lumps appeared on Boulan's face, and with a loud cry, he tore open his robe to show a bleeding wound on his chest. Another of Boulan's partisans from 1890 on was the novelist J.K. Heismans, who dabbled extensively in the occult and whose novel La Basse contains one of the most famous descriptions of a Black Mass. Heismans was with Boulan at Lyon in 1891. By this time, Boulan had enlisted another clairvoyant girl besides Julie Thibault. Boulan's party was convinced that Goeta had tried to poison the girl. They believed that he could volatize poisons and project them through space. He was also supposed to own a familiar spirit, which was kept locked in a cupboard when not needed. However, the girl had retaliated. Writing to a friend, Heisman said that Goeta ought now to be in bed, and the arm he usually injects with morphine should be looking like a balloon. Boulan was flinging himself all over the place. I'm told that the Goeta poisoned the little clairvoyant, who promptly counterattacked by virtue of the law of return. 
so that it would be interesting to know whether, in fact, a Gueta had been laid low. The two women here see him in bed. The law of return is the principle that the force of the spell which fails rebounds on the head of the sorcerer. In another letter, Heisman said, Boulan jumps about like a tiger cat, clutching one of his hosts and invoking aid of St. Michael and the eternal judiciaries of eternal justice. Then standing at his altar, he cries out, strike down Paladin, SDP, SDP. And Maman's Thibault, her hands folded on her belly, announces it is done. Paladin was one of Goita's group. Heismans became convinced that he himself was one of the targets of Goita's sorcery. He felt the presence of an invisible force all about him and something cold moving across his face. At bedtime, what he called fluidic fisticuffs were aimed at him. His cat seemed to be suffering from the same symptoms. He appealed to Boulan for help. Blanc sent him one of the blood-marked hosts from the Vintress collection and a paste made of myrrh, incense, camphor, and cloves, which would keep evil influences at bay if burned in the fireplace. Like salt, spices have power against demons because they are preservatives. On one occasion, Boulan warned Heismans not to go to his office next day. Heisman stayed at home and in his abeyance, a heavy mirror fell down and smashed on his desk. Anyone sitting at the desk would probably have been killed. The battle reached its climax at the beginning of 1893. On January 3rd, Boulan wrote to Heismans saying that the new year was one of ill omen. The figures 893 form a combination, a combination which foreshadows bad news probably because eight plus nine plus three equals 20 and two plus zero equals two, which is the number of evil and the devil. During the previous night, Julie Thibault dreamed of Goeta and in the early hours of the morning, a blackbird of death cried out. It was herald of the attack. Boulan woke at 3 a.m. feeling that he was being suffocated. He lost consciousness for half an hour, but by four o'clock, he believed that the danger was past. He was mistaken. He died the next day, January 4th. Both Heismans and Jules Bois were convinced that Boulan had been killed by sorcery. After Bois had published violent attacks on Guaita, in which he accused him of being a black magician, Bois and Guaita fought a duel with pistols. As the day of the duel approached, it was believed that both sides were filling the atmosphere with frantic spells and conjurations. On the way to the duel, one of the horses pulling the carriage bois was in stopped dead in its tracks and began to tremble and then to stagger as if it had seen the devil himself. This trembling fit lasted for 20 minutes. At the duel itself, each man fired once and neither was hit. Afterwards, it was found that a bullet was struck, stuck in the barrel of one of the pistols. The Bois supporters were convinced that his gun had fired and that they had magically prevented Guaita's bullet from leaving his pistol. Three days later, Bois fought a duel with one of Guaita's friends, an occultist who called himself Papus, and wrote one of the standard books on the tarot cards. 
On the way to this duel, Bois again had to cope with what seemed to be occult interference with the horses. The horse drawing his first carriage collapsed. He took another, but this horse fell and the carriage overturned. Bois arrived battered and bleeding at the duel, which was fought with swords. Neither man was injured. <laughs>